Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team What's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. Tuesday edition of Lockdown Rams. We got a packed show for you guys today. Took yesterday off, as obviously you could imagine. Uh, the news that broke of Kobe Bryant impacted a lot of us around this country, this world. Uh, and I kind of took the day, uh, I actually sat in front of the microphone, uh, was getting ready to have a conversation, and just everything I got out, I just couldn't get words out that made sense. So I just needed to take some time, actually went and shot some hoops, went and played some basketball, spent time uh, with some family and just kind of reflected. I'm going to talk about that here on this episode, uh, as well as kind of pick up where we were going to go yesterday, which was Mock Draft Monday. So we're going to kind of look into that. Even though it's not Monday and it doesn't rhyme, we're still going to talk about uh, the mock drafts that we want to do this week. And we're going to work with the Draft Network and kind of pull some of the information that they have, as well as kind of do our own. So we're going to talk about some of that as well today. So we'll get this week kicked off in the right way. Don't forget, you can find the show on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Himalaya. And remember, we've got a full network of awesome shows, so make sure to go check out a bunch of the other shows. Lockdown Lakers was great today as they kind of reflected on that. Uh, he did a lot better job than I could have yesterday talking on some of this stuff, uh, as well as getting ready for the Super Bowl. We've got Lockdown Chiefs and Lockdown 49ers. They have some really great shows and content coming up all this week, getting ready for the Super Bowl, as well as Lockdown NFL. So go peek around the network. Uh, we've got a bunch of stuff. We now have every MLB team represented as well as our NHL channel is expanding daily. So if you're interested in those two sports as well, you can find something here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. You know what we're all about. Your team every day only on the Lockdown Podcast Network. But with that, let's just kick right into today's show. With the tragic passing of Kobe Bean Bryant on Sunday afternoon, you're starting to find out his reach is bigger than the sport of basketball. Like many people around the country, uh, when I first found out about Kobe's passing, the helicopter crash in Calabasas, I didn't think it was real. Uh, I saw it on Twitter. I got a text from a buddy, and I, I had to just immediately go searching down the pathway to say, this isn't real. There's no way, especially with him being in the news as recent as Saturday night as LeBron passed him on the all-time scoring list and you know, seeing his last tweet, even kind of a shout-out to LeBron and, and all that he's done. And then once the information started to be reported on multiple very legitimate sites, it started to hit you that it was real. Basketball has that international appeal and you saw this touch lives all across the world, which is kind of crazy. And it was tough for me. Sat here wanting to record on Monday afternoon and, and just didn't know how to put my thoughts into words. Still today is something that I'm, I'm working on trying to figure out a way to express because I grew up in the Kobe Bryant area. I'm 35 years old. His kind of transition into the NBA was right when I was about junior high, high school. Everyone wanted to be like Kobe. I lived at the time in the Seattle, Washington area. I come from a background where I grew up in the Midwest, so we're not Lakers fans, but something about Kobe was so appealing, the youth of what he had, the confidence in what he had. As you learn about him along his career, the effort, energy, and passion that he always put into everything, it was inspiring. And even as a kid, you know, we all talk about it. Fade away, Kobe, 
And I sat yesterday reflecting on, you know, what this meant to me and how, how it was so weirdly impactful to me and that I shed tears. And this was the first time I think I've ever shed tears for someone that I've never met. And I don't want this to get lost in all of it because obviously there were other people uh, that lost their lives in that tragedy on Sunday morning as well. So we want to make sure that they are remembered as well and that they get the, the certain respect that they deserve as well. But obviously in the sports world, in the podcast world that we dive into, we understand that Kobe Bryant had such an impact on so many people uh, and we do want to talk about his life. So yesterday I spent time talking with family, reaching out to loved ones, making sure that you do get that opportunity because life is so fast and the things that happen. I walked down to my local court, got some shots up. I didn't know what to do with myself. Again, I, I felt I couldn't talk about it yet in a weird way. I was so emotional about it. And for something for me, coming from a basketball background, that was my sport in high school, I just said, let's go get some shots up. It was nice to go down to the court and interact with some other people that kind of had the same thought, not knowing what to do with some of their emotions and figured let's let it out in the form of basketball, represent Kobe in any way that we felt that could kind of connect us at the time and take our minds off it at the same time. And it was great. We were able to talk with other people that were kind of going through the same thing. We started to play the game at 21 and something that you've seen online. One of the guys there said, hey, let's not play to 21. Let's play to 24. And if you bust on 24 like you typically would in 21, this time you go down to eight. And we kind of changed the game, and it's nice to see other people online kind of doing that. But it was fun to interact with other people and share stories about what it was like growing up and what your thoughts were on Kobe. But also talk about life and family and uh, you know reaching out with other people and having those conversations today about how important it is. And it's one of these moments. One of the things that you love about sports is that sports is a great thing that helps transition in tough times. You go back in the history of a lot of tough instances here in the country and around the world that people use sports as an outlet to heal. And that was definitely something that I did and these people I met down at the park did. And I'm sure people all across the country did the same type of thing. We saw a bunch of people go down to Staples Center and just wanted to be near where Kobe had built it all at the Staples Center and interact with other fans and, and come together and unify and kind of celebrating one's life. And it's crazy and really, I think this is the first time, at least in my era, again, I'm 35 years old, where a person has passed away and they've had so much effect on everybody uh, that you just feel you don't even know the person, but you're shedding tears about losing the lives of not only him, but his daughter, the other people on the plane. It was such a tragic accident, seeing something end so tragically. And it really gets you to start thinking about your own life and uh, the people in your life and what it means to you and uh, what's important and where you should put your energy to and kind of the Mamba mentality of attacking every day. Uh, definitely a reminder that we all needed that we didn't know we needed and really in this form is unfortunate, uh, but hopefully we all take advantage of learning from this opportunity, whether that's reaching out to loved ones or getting back to the heart of what you love. I'll never not stop uh, crumbling up a ball and, and fading away and yelling Kobe. Uh, that will be something that is with me for life and uh, all the other things that he expressed and that you've seen as of late as a lot of his videos kind of are resurfacing him talking about life and how to attack it will definitely be a part of me. But I uh, just wanted to take this time. I know this is uh, a little unique situation, but, but Kobe Bean, Bryant, his daughter, and the rest of the passengers on that helicopter, we hope they rest in peace. So we'll step aside. We'll come back. We're going to talk a little bit more. Uh, some of the rapid reactions on some of the Ram side of the organization, what it means for L.A. Uh, moving forward and maybe thoughts on what is going to kind of happen over the next couple weeks. We're going to talk about that and then get to the draft and we're going to move forward with some of the Rams 
potential draft picks and what they had to work with and do a mock draft to kind of wrap up this episode. So we're going to step aside. We got more coming up right after this. So yesterday we saw a bunch of reaction online. If you have social media and you opened anything, uh, most and all of it was revolving around Kobe Bryant and everything. In fact, to the point where about four o'clock, I just had to step away and remove myself from all of it because I just found myself in this circle of, you know, hearing a bunch of different things. But I do want to kind of recap some of the stuff that came out from the Rams organization, some of the Rams players as they reflected and hear some of their comments about this. And then uh, we'll kind of get on to some football in the third segment as we kind of do a little bit of a quick mock draft to kind of close out the show. First off, the Rams put out a statement from their organization and it said, quote, we are heartbroken by the loss of Kobe Bryant and his daughter, Gianna. Kobe was a champion for Los Angeles on the court and transcended sports, providing countless memories to the people across the world. Our thoughts and prayers are with the Bryant family and the families of the other passengers during this difficult time. Now, you probably know Kobe Bryant was an Eagle fan coming from Philadelphia, but that was, again, uh, the love that you felt from across the world. It didn't matter who he was a fan of or where he came from or how he really got his way into the NBA, or even if he was a Laker, I think Kobe would have done the same thing. If you remember, he was drafted by the Hornets, which I'm sure that was a pick they went back and wish they never traded, but Kobe ended up in Los Angeles, and really, Los Angeles became Kobe Bryant. Again, as I mentioned, I was in high school in the Seattle, Washington area, and uh, even us, not a Laker fan, but a Kobe fan, you followed his career, the youth of him, and what he did. He always seemed to find a way to amaze you. Jared Goff chimed in on Twitter and said, Thank you, Kobe, for everything you gave us both on and off the court. Your legacy will live on forever in the hearts of millions. Truly one of a kind. Praying for his family, loved ones, and everyone involved. Rest in peace, Mamba. As you may know, Kobe Bryant was 41, just a few years removed from his retirement, already starting to get more involved in a lot of off-the-court things, especially involving in his family, the Mamba Academy, helping coach his daughter's basketball team, as well as traveling and following his other daughter in volleyball. He just enjoyed the retirement life, being more involved in his family. Tyler Higby kind of chimed in on Twitter as well, said, Sad day. Thank you, Kobe. Rest in peace to your legacy and the others in the crash. Prayers to everyone and their families. Josh Reynolds said, hearts out to Kobe and his family. Sebastian Joseph Day on Twitter, still in disbelief. Can't believe it, slash process this. One of my biggest inspirations as an athlete growing up is work ethic, mentality, passion for the game, bruh. Dante Fowler, sad we lost the sports icon so early, RIP, Kobe Bryant. Johnny Hecker, it's difficult when a man with such incredible reach passes suddenly. A painful reminder that tomorrow is never guaranteed. Praying for those families impacted by the loss, as well as the athletes and young people across the world that are inspired through Kobe's life. And I think really uh, another great tweet from Johnny Hecker, a guy that we know here on the Rams to be able to, to uh, speak to us and understand the fans here in Los Angeles, but also uh, just how great a uh, guy Johnny Hecker is kind of realizing the bigger picture. Uh, and I totally agree. And I think we all can agree with some of those things about Kobe and how he impacted the youth across this country and not only this country, but all around the world. I traveled uh, in my earlier heyday and I've had people from uh, Spain to Japan 
to Australia reach out to me uh, about Kobe Bryant. In fact, one of my best friends in high school plays professional basketball out in Thailand. Uh, at one point when he first got over there, his coach was Joe Jellybean Bryant, Kobe Bryant's dad. And, and he had some experiences talking with Kobe's dad and, and always loved. And he shared stories with what he shared with them, uh, talking about you know Kobe as a kid and, and growing up and the type of work that he had. And really, they built around those practices uh, in Thailand with kind of the same you know ambition that his son had uh, and the passion he had for the game. But I had a conversation with him uh, and he talked about how much so much of his basketball life was built around Kobe and, and people of Thailand, Kobe jerseys everywhere right now uh, and really kind of living here in Los Angeles and walking around yesterday as I kind of got out. And again, today uh, you see lots of Lakers gear today, lots of love. Um, and it is, again, kind of cool to see how sports is an outlet for people, how we feel so connected with these people that we may never have had a chance to meet. Uh, but you see and respect what they do in the communities. And Kobe Bryant was definitely one of those guys. Eric Weddle put up a picture of him and Kobe Bryant uh, the time they first met. And he said, words are hard to find right now. Still shocked. Sad day. Kobe, Gianna and the seven others. You will not be forgotten I was 11 when you first entered the NBA and I wanted to be you. So kind and thoughtful when we met. I will miss you, Kobe. We'll only be one Mamba praying for the Bryant family. It's going to be kind of interesting to see. There's a lot of things coming up uh, in the next you know, month to two months to three months. We got the NBA All-Star Game. Going to be interesting to see what the NBA does about this. We saw yesterday in the games... Uh, a lot of the teams let the 24 shot clock go expired in the first possession or two possessions for both teams. We even saw a 24 second shot clock violation followed by an eight second uh, violation as, as far as getting the ball over the half court, uh, as far as representing the eight and the 24. There's talks about will the NBA look to retire the number 24 across the league? I think the Dallas Mavericks and Mark Cuban already said that they are going to do that on their end. Kobe Bryant is, I believe, up for the Hall of Fame in basketball this season. Obviously, will be a no-doubter uh, first ballot Hall of Fame. And if it wasn't this year, I think it might have been next year, but I did see something that they're going to move it up and make him eligible for this year. Uh, that ceremony will be have to be something very interesting. The Lakers play a game uh, Tuesday as this podcast is being aired. Lakers, Clippers at home. Going to be a very interesting game and environment as far as the emotions we all remember Kobe Bryant's last game as he went out at the Staples Center dropping those 60 points in the most amazing fashion ever coming back against the Utah Jazz not only putting up those points but getting the win which we all know was the most important thing to Kobe uh, as much as he put up points and stats and there was jokes about him not passing the ball winning at the end of the day was always the most important thing to Kobe so that was kind of the cool aspect of how that game and his career ended something we will all never forget I, I i remember exactly i was in james's house in brentwood uh watching that game and we just went crazy watching that game I actually watched it again yesterday with tears in my eyes as i watched the end of that game uh i'm sorry i really wanted to get a podcast up yesterday but i honestly I, I wasn't in a position to talk again i don't know kobe i wasn't friends with kobe uh but the impact that he had on my life as a, a person coming up in the sports world and then just seeing my other friends and how he impacted them and, and being here in Los Angeles and seeing uh, my girlfriend and their family and seeing how upset those people were, uh, how emotional everyone was. Uh, I'm glad I'm able here to talk about it today. Give it two segments, being able to have a chance to uh, kind of get some of this stuff off. 
talk to you guys on more of a human nature than we typically do here on the podcast. But uh, I appreciate you guys giving me this opportunity, this platform to be able to kind of just share some of my thoughts, tell a couple of my stories and explain some of this because in the world of sports, in our day and age, we really haven't had an opportunity uh, to experience this level. Uh, yes, there's been you know a few other athletes that have tragically passed along the way, but the impact of Kobe Bryant personally on my life and then what you've seen here in Los Angeles and throughout the world is just on a different level. So I uh, had to speak on it. Uh, hope I brought some level of representation uh, to you guys that are listening and and really in a weird way, this is just something that I needed to get off my chest. I sat here yesterday again in front of the mic, right where I'm sitting right now, uh, kind of full of tears, not being able to get anything up. So I appreciate you guys bearing with me. Uh, we are back. We're going to finish the week with a bunch of episodes. I'm working together with the NFC West teams as we kind of put together our conversation that's going to be coming up after the Super Bowl. Be on the lookout for that. I think that's going to be an amazing roundtable discussion of our division and a look deep into what happened in 2019 as well as what is going to happen in 2020. Hopefully we're talking, uh, you know, as I'm talking about my personal heart here, hopefully we're talking about a Chiefs championship because uh, the 49ers, Brian Peacock, will have plenty to say if they end up winning that game on Sunday. So we're going to also talk about that game uh, the rest of the week, the Super Bowl. Look ahead to some of the uh, key points to that, especially as the NFC West is represented. Is this a good thing for us? Is it a bad thing? We're going to talk all about that. But we've got Mock Draft Monday on a Tuesday. On the other side, stick with us. More coming up right after this. Pick it up here in the third segment, Lockdown Rams Tuesday. We're going to dive back into Rams football a little bit and jump into a little bit of a mock draft. And we usually try to do this on Mondays, and we'll get back to doing that uh, weekly moving forward. But I figured I want to touch on this because if you haven't been to the Draft Network, this is a company that we work closely with here in the Lockdown Podcast Network and a few of our hosts are writers for their network as well as hosting podcasts on our site. The Draft Dudes is a great one. Joe Moreno, who does Locked On Buffalo Bills, as well as him and Kyle Crabb do uh, the draft dudes that I mentioned earlier. Uh, and we'll start there, actually. So the one great thing is if you haven't been there, go to thedraftnetwork.com. They've got a mock draft machine. It's really fun. You can plug and chug as many rounds as you want. You can do two rounds and just let them take best available off their board. Or they've got a system that allows you to kind of take a little bit more intuitive form of it and kind of project how people and teams are going to pick and that's how it kind of comes off so an auto draft or you can manually go and pick and see what type of players will be there when your team aka the rams get an opportunity to draft so uh, we'll actually start because uh, joe moreno put up his 2020 nfl mock draft 5.0 he did a two-round mock draft he had joe burrow going number one chase young at number two some of the things that we've seen Uh, Pretty standard in the one, two, but we'll talk about it because the mock draft that I did for the Rams kind of came up a little bit different. He has Tua Tungvaloa going five to the Dolphins. Chargers right behind, probably missing out on Tua, and they go Justin Hubert from Oregon uh, to get that quarterback, as you may or may not have heard. The Chargers kind of came out today through sources and said that they're most likely moving on from Phillip Rivers, and they're going to be looking for the quarterback of the future. That opens the door for the likes of 
Tom Brady potentially, and even drafting a quarterback to put behind a veteran. There are tons of veteran QBs that are going to be on the market as well. But Joe Moreno, I followed this all the way down. And as you scroll, 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 uh, and you go to the second page, because the Rams do not pick in the first round, we are all aware of that. But uh, as you go on to the second page and you look down to number 52 and you see the Rams selection, Joe Moreno has the Rams selecting Zach Braun Edge from Wisconsin. That would not be too bad of a pickup. In his bio, they say the pros are you can take every stereotype you know about Wisconsin rush linebackers and Braun fits the mold. He is quick. He is agile. He loves stunts. He loves working back inside, oversetting tackles. He plays his butt off every single snap, technically refined with his punch, and he offers good pop and will efficiently offset a tackle's pads while he's looking to stack up that line of scrimmage. And they also go on to mention that his motor and football intelligence puts him at that next level. And now we'll take a look at my auto draft just to give you a little background on this. Joe Burrow went number one, and this was the mix-up. Jeffrey Okuda, cornerback out of Ohio State, went two. Chase Young, the edge that everyone kind of has going to, went three to the Lions. We didn't see Tua Tungvaloa come off the board until number six for the Chargers, so they actually win in this scenario depending on how you look at it but that kind of gives you an understanding of how this was a little bit different from joe moreno's draft that we just kind of went over and as we go down to number 52 again this was auto draft so i didn't have much to say on this but we've talked about this guy uh on the podcast with jake ellenbogen at 52 the rams select edge from michigan josh uche and you know i like this as a michigan guy Uh, Seeing what he can do off the edge is pretty exciting. And a guy that, if you're looking at who he could fill in for, Dante Fowler, a lot of questions if he's going to be sticking around. Could be an interesting one. I know we talked about the Rams getting some offensive line help, and you would think, hey, man, first pick on the board, maybe that's something that they want to do is spend it on that side of the ball. But if you're looking at the big board, if you're looking at talent that is up there and filling the needs of multiple positions... This outside edge rusher, outside linebacker in the 3-4, someone maybe even down on the D-line. you got to take talent, and you know, and you've seen what the Rams have done. Uh, They also understand the need, but they also understand their big board and who is available. So if a guy like this or potentially others, you might see the Rams look to go that direction as far as defense. Uh, Going back to this mock draft, in the next two rounds, three and four, the Rams in this mock draft spent those picks on offense alignment. They went to Ben Barch. Uh, offensive tackle out of St. John's. I've did a couple mock drafts and saw him continue to kind of pop up in that third round. Kind of seems to be one of the better players as far as these mock drafts and how it rolls through. And then in the next pick, it was Shane Lemieux, interior offensive lineman out of Oregon. Going back to Ben Barch in that uh, third round pick for the Rams, he was senior, six foot six, 308 pounds. They describe him as very heavy hands that leaves a dent in rushers when he's able to land in the desired areas. Consistent with matching his feet with his hands and completing the process of the block once again to get hands into defenders. They also say that once getting hand contact, he is good with following up and finishing once he smells blood in the water. Not only a stone cold bone crusher. So there it is. You have back to back O linemen, guys that we might want to put with the other young guys that we drafted last year and see how they kind of match up. You want to keep building up that lineman room for Aaron Cromer to work with. And again, guys that have experience playing multiple positions. Uh, Shane Lemieux out of Oregon that we talked about. He is one of those guys that has some versatility. Uh, As this thing kind of carried along and we look back at pick 155, 
Uh, the mock draft went with J.R. Reed, a safety out of Georgia. Maybe not a position you would think, but if you're also looking at Eric Weddle moving on, that might be a position you want to continue to build depth at. If we see an injury again, uh, let's say John Johnson comes back and for some forsakeable reason, he goes out with an injury again. You're looking at the depth of that position, bringing in a guy through the draft. Might be smart as well. Uh, pick 179, the Rams go to Utah. Linebacker Francis Bernard. Funny thing is Bernard actually started as a running back at BYU uh, during his freshman season. He was second on the team in rush yards and rushing touchdowns. The following year, he switched to linebacker, still at BYU. Uh, he was third on the team in tackles that year with 80. Following his sophomore season, he violated some rules uh, and was also arrested on suspicion of DUI that led him to no longer being on the team at BYU. As you can understand, he then transferred to Utah where he played all 12 games at linebacker for the Utes in 2018. And then in 2019, he was starting linebacker for all of their games. So uh, he's got an interesting background, might be an interesting pick there. A guy that comes with some versatility, comes with understanding the game of football as well as having some speed uh, at the linebacker position might be an interesting one again this is where the mock draft had us picking at 176 and then our last pick again this is the mock draft having us pick at 179 and then the last pick that the rams technically have on the board right now 211 they selected dane jackson cornerback out of pittsburgh would be fun kind of to bring in a guy from Pittsburgh. Obviously, we know Aaron Donald from there would be a nice support in the room. Uh, again, the cornerback position, we got Troy Hill around. We expect to keep Jalen Ramsey around long term. Uh, we saw the depth of that position uh, with Darius Williams and, and some of the other guys coming in and really pitching in. David Long Jr., a guy that we selected last year. But you can never have too many guys in the room uh, that can play the cornerback position what the Draft Network has as far as his skills are primarily an outside corner, not so much an inside guy unless you're starting to implore more of a zone scheme primarily. They mentioned he doesn't have amazing ball skills, uh, but he does have the technique in the position to allow him to make plays. This is a guy, again, you're talking about getting in the seventh round, uh, so could be interesting. I don't see the Rams going another cornerback here. But again, if you're talking about depth in the position, I would like to see, as we talked about before, a tight end, maybe another wide receiver if we're looking late in the draft or continue to stack up on linemen. Uh, D-line or outside rush would probably be where I would put these extra picks. But again, this was a mock draft. This was... Uh, auto-drafted. So we're going to do next week, what we're going to do is we're going to kind of have me take over the selection process. And as it goes, instead of just auto-picking, uh, then we will go in and select a player and look to kind of build out a draft. But this was kind of our first installment of the Draft Network Mock Draft Machine. Go check it out. Uh, you can find it at thedraftnetwork.com. And then go listen to the Draft Dudes. You'll hear these guys go into depth about some of these players and how the Rams can fit in. And we're looking to have them here on the show next week as well. Kind of start to talk about this process for the Rams and what they can do with their limited picks and how creative they can get moving forward. So that's all we have for you guys on today's show. Tuesday editions, we're back. Uh, we're going to pick up a full slate the rest of the week. We're going to talk a little bit more uh, about the draft about some of these players, about the Senior Bowl, about the Pro Bowl. We're going to kind of recap some of the things that are going on, some of the news stories in the NFL, as well as talking about the Super Bowl. The biggest game of the year is coming up, and the NFC West is involved in it. Again, we've got a great conversation coming up with the NFC West host, and we're going to kind of have a roundtable in the following weeks after the Super Bowl and kind of talk about all the things that are happening in this season as well as looking forward to next. So appreciate you guys listening. Thank you for letting me kind of speak in the first two segments about Kobe, what it meant, uh, and allowing me just to kind of share some of my thoughts and feelings on that. Hope you guys are all uh, living a great life today, the rest of the week. 
spread some love to the people in your life that are special. Again, life is really short and we never know uh, when time is up. So be thankful for what you have and I am thankful for you guys. We'll be back tomorrow. More Lockdown Rams. But with that, you know what it is, Rams Nation. Until next time. Peace.